<laughs> Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where we look to empower and encourage real conversation amongst men everywhere by unpacking topics on self-help, philosophy, and business. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Simple Minds Podcast. This is Matt Hannum here and uh, we've got a bit of a special treat for you the next couple of episodes. Uh, very, well, a few weeks ago we conducted a, well, our first, I guess, live podcast where we uh, got a few people in the room and, and ran a small event and got, had a chance, or gave people a chance to sort of sit around and watch us um, record what it looks like to record uh, this uh, audio sometimes is a, a bit bit more interesting. It's it's nice to see some facial expressions, and when you've got a few people uh, on behind the microphones, there's always something going on behind the scenes. So that was a lot of fun, and then we opened up into a live Q and A session, uh, which was amazing, and there was some really great um, content in there. And then we we moved into a, a goal setting workshop where uh, 2020 is fast. Well, is by the time you're hearing this, 2020 is now and uh, the end and start of a new decade and there's an end and start of a new year and it, uh, what are you going to do in 2020? Have you set some goals? What does that look like? So this first part, this is going to be broken down into two parts and this first part is going to be the episode where we talk through what's in a new year's resolution uh, and basically... Uh, feed into, I guess, really goal setting and what, what 2020 might look like. There's some great topics, some great banter amongst the gents. And uh, then we feed into a really phenomenal Q&A session, uh, which I think will be part two. And yeah, we really had some great, um, some great questions asked from the audience. And I think you'll really enjoy these next uh, two episodes. So without further ado, uh, welcome to our first live streamed event. show you through all this stuff later but uh welcome to simple minds podcast number 88 was that the official stuff <laughs> no that was the first i think we're going. <laughs> we're going we're going yep. first we're going yeah what shut up who's starting well, you can go. You it's, it's your drink so let's go let's go yeah you're hosting your drink you host so not it's not an afternoon it's in the morning that's right we can have a beer at 10 o'clock <laughs> Welcome to Simple Minds Podcast. I'm Conrad Francis. I'm joined at the table in our live event, our first live event for the year. It was a goal of ours. <laughs> we managed to get it done. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> um, I've got Justin Bourne. What's up? Maddie Magic, Matt Hannum. Hello, Conrad. You know that uh, Magic Mike's actually coming to Melbourne? He's in Australia at the Is moment. Is he? Yeah, Ch- right. What's his name? Tatum. Yeah, Channing Tatum. <laughs> what's his name? Oh, I'm not really sure. What's his What's his name? Is it Channing Tatum? Born in... Oh, I've never watched a show, mate, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, Big Red. How are you? Go, buddy. You look like a fucking Christmas tree. Mate, well, some of us had to bring a bit of colour. <laughs> well, I thought the uniform was black shirts. Obviously <laughs> not. <laughs> All right, so like we said, we've got a, uh, a live audience here. Thanks for joining us this morning, guys. It's, uh, it's really, really cool to see a few people turn out. Um, we are drinking a beer today. It's been sponsored by um, a friend of mine who just launched his own brewery after two years in hibernation. It's, uh, the brewery's called Terraform. It's a WA place, uh, WA-based brewery um, based out of West Leadable. So we're drinking what he calls a raspberry red. It's an IPA. Uh, we've got another one for a bit later. 6.2% alcohol. 
at 10 o'clock in the morning. Jesus. <laughs> Can't have the big gun. This is going to be a cracker. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to no be worries. <laughs> let's, uh, let's crack them and have a taste. Cheers. Oh, Jesus. Mate, did you put them in the fridge? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's interesting. That's... Really nice. It does taste like raspberry. It tastes like warm it's raspberry beer. It's the first time I've actually had a beer that actually tasted like what it says it is. For a six percent beer, <laughs> that's actually really, uh, really good. It's not that's bad, is it? Smooth. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah, well, well done, Mark. So West Leadable. West Leadable. He's um, he's in on, on tap at two places. I think Besk and West Leadable is one of them, um, and then in a couple of uh, boutique liquor stores. They only produce like four. We've lost the. We've lost our backdrop already. <laughs> <laughs> Red they're only, they're running like five cartons two, or? Yeah, like 400, 400 litres a month So it's, it's like micro, micro, it's tiny Really random, I really like the design of the can Yeah, it's, oh, the can's it's, good It's cool Well, the, the one of some of the owners of the guys from Juicebox If you guys know who they are I do Matt <laughs> <laughs> does So they've got a bit of bit of branding behind him It's so probably um, through Combank or something as well Combank? That's right Alright, so We've got a couple of topics to talk to today on Um so, yeah, so we're changing up the format today a little bit. Yeah, just bringing back to, to where we started with with two or three topics to, to break down over the next forty five to, to an hour, and then um, post that we'll have a little bit of a chit chat and Q and A. Um, so I'll hand it over to to JB and and Trav who are going to introduce their topic. Off you go, JB. Yeah, all right. Um, on that, uh, you know, if anyone has any. Like questions that comes out of what we're going to talk about over the next uh, 45, write them down so you can ask us um, and we'll look to, to answer them. Um, I don't think you really talked to, I mean, there's a bit of a consistent theme for today. Um, is it, are, what is it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there. Yeah. Winning the 2020 game. No, no. Um, you know, setting up yourself for success and achieving goals and understanding your vision and whatnot. And the first kind of topic, um, Trav and I want to talk about, this came up actually recently um, uh, with uh, someone in the room, um, Marco, who's helping us film out today. Cheers, Marco. Appreciate it. And Andrew, uh, who's helping us film. So thank you very much. Just those quick two shout outs. Um, And, you know, I run a creative business um, and we were talking about how how do you measure success? And what are your metrics for success, particularly when you're – and, I mean, this applies with everything across the board, right? Um, how do you measure if you're progressing well, if you're going backwards, if you're going forwards? And it's something I've actually really struggled with uh, over the you know the few years. It's a couple of my um, team members uh, here today, and, and they'll know how much we've struggled to, to measure, um, I guess, the creative aspect uh, of the work, which is quite subjective, um, and then also trying to measure if we're actually winning or losing or moving forward um, because there are just so many um, variables and we were we were talking about this um, and I think it's important to try and figure out what are your metrics and that can be in anything whether it is your health your business um, uh, finances relationships um, energy anything right because if you don't know if you're succeeding it can start to get, you know, you get a bit self-defeated and it's just like, oh, you don't feel like you're going anywhere. Um, and a- achieving small wins actually gives you more motivation, gets you going further, um, and you can kind of capitalise it. Because what we come to realise was that um, 
when we expect a certain outcome and we don't achieve that outcome, we go into a bit of a negative headspace. Um, and that's very common for, for creatives. And we've talked about the, the, um, the pitfalls and the downfalls of comparison and how quickly we kind of look to other people's work. And we're like, oh my God, it's so good. And like ours is crap. And then we end up getting into this like real negative um, um, spiral. So it's something that I still really haven't um, worked out um, on the subjective side. I think, you know, in the business, we've set up some some financial goals. Um, Hado, did you want to kind of share a little bit um, how do you measure, I guess, the success um, for, for your work um, in photography and, and, and video and stuff? Yeah, I think um, being a creative, it's harder to measure success because it's a, such a subjective um, type of industry because uh, you know, one thing someone may love, someone may hate. I actually saw a news story the other day and um, a, it was a piece of art and it was duct tape and a banana and the banana was just gone ripe and it had been stuck to the wall and it had literally sold for $120,000, um, you know, and <laughs> to highlight the subjectiveness of art and creativity and that sort of stuff, like I think that's, you know, not my sort of cup of tea. But someone obviously thinks, you know, that's pretty incredible. So as a... That, that's art in its purest form though, right? I mean, yeah. at, at, its, at, at its most purest. So people that are painting for the sake of painting um, or creating whatever for the sake of creating, and, and this is why we see most of those times that those artists uh, tend to make most of their money post-death, post <laughs> right? Yeah. Because then there's no more work created. Well, it's, it's, um, so you guys are false creatives. Brand. That's brand in its purest form, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a nobody that did that, most likely. Yeah, I'm not actually sure who did yeah. it, but um, yeah, I think it's a it's an incredible process to go through as a creative to measure that success. Um, personally, I've been a photographer for ten years, and you know, early on, like I would probably say, a lot of creatives that are trying to get into the industry and crack it full time, this is their biggest hurdle um, to detach themselves from. Um, you know, every job not being successful and moving on, you know, for the first three or four years, yeah, it was definitely a hard thing. Now it's more, a, a more muscle for me. Um, and the way I do it is, um, every, you know, every job that I do or every, uh, shoot that I, t uh, that I've taken, um, I kind of measure it by, did I give it a hundred percent? You know, am I happy with the way I turned up the way I, um, you know, thought about what I was doing, you know, gave it my absolute all. And then the other thing I actually look back at and then I go, well, does it serve the purpose of my client? You know, because everything I do is I'm, I'm a commercial photographer, so it's, um, it's all client-based. Does it serve the purpose? Because if I base it on a feeling or affirmation from my client, then I really feel like I'm setting myself up to fail. Um, because if you, yeah, a lot of people don't affirm you after you're given a job. You no, they there, pay you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're sitting there waiting for you know affirmation. Oh, great job, Travis, and it never comes. So you're setting yourself up to fail to you know get that affirmation or you know get that acknowledgement that you're seeking, and it may not come. So hey, then hang you, on, hang you on. go. Hey, 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 Forty-eight hours ago, maybe fifty-one hours ago, Thursday mm -hmm. morning, you said something around the lines of you get your reward or you know when you've done enough based on the client being happy 
Yeah, but not the affirmation. So that you've done 100% and it serves a purpose for the client. So if you have nailed the brief and you know exactly what you're doing, not that you're getting the affirmation back. Hang on, but... Because you can't, you can't set yourself up to get the affirmation no, back. No, so the preface on all of this was that you yeah. said you're a commercial photographer. So you're in yeah. the business of photography. Yeah. In the business. Yeah. All right? Which means your product is your, your, your time. Yeah. All right? If they're prepared to pay for your time, then the measure of success is how often they come back to you. Well, that too. But a lot of times you only shoot for someone once. Sure, and they paid the bill. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if that's not enough of acknowledgement, what is? In business, that's all the deal you get. Yeah. So in in terms of um, other sort of tools that I use, uh, like, because I still do it now, I look on someone's website and go, holy shit, you know, JB and I were talking about this yesterday. And, uh, you know, you look on someone else's website and you go, holy shit, like, their stuff's incredible. Yeah, like, <laughs> like seriously, you guys do that? Yeah, you still do it now. Yeah. It's natural. Everyone yeah. does it. We 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 do it no, sometimes. I don't. <laughs> In the office, we'll do it as a group, and we'll yeah. sit there and be like, yeah. "Oh my god, these people's work so good. Why can't we do that?" Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, and you're still it's getting creative. You're still getting paid thing. to do what you do. You know, like I. Do you do it? Yeah, look, we do. <laughs> we do. Can we all we create content? I mean, we do. But what, like the bit I was getting at, because I still don't think you've answered yeah. and I've responded or you've okay. answered to my question. Let's the, delve. Well, often yep. when we're trying to serve the client, they're not necessarily that happy when we're trying to help them and serve them for what they need. Okay. So I, I can't find that I can use the metric of are they happy as – I don't, as a, no, as no, an outcome for what we've done. But I'm if not, I tied it to that, then we'd be losing. Okay. That's externalising it. And that that yeah. takes it all out of your control too. Yeah, yeah. so I'm not, I'm not saying that are they going to be happy. It's not a base about the feeling. Is what I've shot serving what they're going to, what they yeah, wanted. On Thursday, that's what you said. That's what I said. <laughs> you said, no, are, they, are they happy? No, oh, I didn't mean to say happy. I meant yeah. to say, are they, ser- is that, is what I, the, the job that I did for them, yeah, is it serving purpose. their need, their purpose? Right. You know, and if that is, you know, taking photos of a headshot, did I supply a headshot to the best of my ability? Yes. Then I'm happy. But if, if I'm waiting for that acknowledgement back to say that they're happy, you know, then no. Well, that, that, that's a common theme that um, even doing a bit of research uh, in, into this and being exposed to that is, is practicing to internalize the metric, uh, or the metric being internal, sorry, should I say. Um, this 6% is getting to me already. Um, and rather than looking for external uh, validation or doing it for external purposes, you're doing it for um, your own internal. And so a lot of it is around, uh, you know, measuring progress. So as long as you've incre- uh, improved 1% on the, say, the next project or the next job or the next thing. Um, but then when you do achieve that 1%, it's not, uh, came across a really good video. We're going to, I don't know the guy, maybe we can, after this, work out what his name was. And he described it really well. Paul Chapman? Maybe it was Paul. <laughs> it was someone, Chapman. It was maybe... Gary Coleman. Yeah, one of those two. They, they serve us a lot of content over the years. Um, and when we achieve that point is if we are referencing, when we get to that moment in time, if we reference to what we thought it would be, essentially our expectation, we set ourselves up instantly for failure. But then if we reference it back to where we started, that is like, oh, I actually made progress. So you yeah. get a different sense of feeling um, and satisfaction. Um, and he called those two, when you look forward, the gap, and then when you look backward, the gain. 
Um, and I thought that was really a great way to describe because it, it happens all the time. I think a lot of the time we do default. Uh, I don't think it's just creators. I think it's anyone who's producing work is always it will look for an external say yeah and a lot of people are uh, words of affirmation as well right yep. as we know some say they're not nah um, but uh, and we look for that ex- you know that external well done good job high five paycheck to to do that but you're only um, setting yourself up uh, for for failure um, and so you know, I think being able to reflect and understand where you've come from and acknowledge your your wins, um, which through my own experience has given me, and I've done that more this year, I think, um, gone back and acknowledged, and we've been trying to do that more in the team uh, as well, acknowledge where we've actually come from to see, yeah, we're actually making uh, uh, progress um, because – yeah, it's just really challenging. So going back to um, looking at other people's websites and work and that sort of stuff, is there anything that you use to get you back into a positive mindset? Um, yeah, to, like talking on that, like I just said, we um, we do that regularly and I've done that a lot over the years. Um, I'll go into literally just browsing competitors' websites. Um, now, I think there's n- there's a positive component to that and, and there can be a negative. The positive to that is that and I th- we've talked about this, and this applies in all areas of life in terms of modeling, the, the, the word modeling. So looking to a reference point of where someone's achieved what you want to achieve um, prior. And I think that's the positive aspect of that. So what I akin some of our success as a studio in Perth is that we reference the East Coast competition and the global competition rather than our local. And that set a benchmark for us to strive towards. Um, and so that has served us really well because we're always like fuck you know that that stuff's really good like you know and there was another great share i came across where um your visual taste or your taste is then accustomed to that and then your frustration between your taste and your skill sets called the gap and so there's a there's a lag between where your taste and skill eventually get to a certain point um so that's where i see the the positive of sometimes doing that but but if you if you if you don't, if you look at a, a competitor's website or a, a competitor's imagery and and compare it to yours, and, you, and yours is the negative, then the aspiration, and we'll talk about it later, is is coming from the negative space. Yeah, that that could that the aspiration's could be true. great. Yeah, the aspiration's but, great, but but if you're telling me, oh shit, ours is shit compared to them. Um, well, sorry, I should just clarify. I, I never used to really say. Um, like our stuff is shit. I'd be like, generally my mindset as, a, as an individual was like, we can do that. So a lot of the time I would be sitting there, I'm going, uh, my frustration would become more around, I had the belief that we could make it happen. We just weren't making it happen in this point in time. So that's where a lot of my, uh, mine, mine was at. But you can flip very quickly to, to the negative and therefore you can go um, backwards. So in terms of a – to answer your question, Hato, in terms of a, of a tool, I think it's literally um, – I don't know, for us, is literally just kind of putting it to the side and almost just forgetting about it and getting on with your own work. Um, and just continue to kind of practice and pick a couple things and, and literally is not be too caught up in, in the comparison um, trap because 
I think you shared a bit of a tactic of going back to some of your older work and realizing actually some of this is is pretty good, um, because <laughs> and how much you got paid for it. Well, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> every every time every now and then I'll actually look back. Like if I do look at someone else's work and you know you feel shit, I'll look back at my own. Oh fuck, I've actually got some pretty good stuff there. But then well, you can look back and see how crap it was and think, wow, they were happy and they paid well, me how much? Well, that's the exact point as well. Like, so if you go further back, you're like, holy crap, you know, look at the work that I was doing three years ago and I actually got paid for that. You know, so it works. You know, so it's that reflection piece that you, you were talking about, the gap and the gain. Yeah, and I think it just depends on the perspective or the view lens that you want to apply to it at that moment um, in time um, to, to switch it up between you know, a positive or negative vision. Um, rather than moving away from something versus moving towards, towards something, it. which I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about um, today. So, um, but we still have yet to, we tried to come up with rating systems where like we'd get four or five people to vote on certain qualities of aspects to try and measure still do that. creative. Um, well, we designed a point system, but that's uh, more around output Um uh, and it's more tied to a commercial aspect, which is really great in that sense. But it doesn't – pure creatives who love to, to just make, that doesn't really satisfy the growth metric too much. Um, and I think, you know, in order to stay motivated, you need to know that you're growing and, and, and moving. And so – and I think this applies to anything where it's really hard to measure. Like what I loved about – I recently um, took up running the last kind of six months, and I really loved it. Because there's a clear goal and you can clearly measure your progress. And so the first time I'd go run for a K and a half and I'd be like, I'm stuffed. And then the next day I'd be like, I want to try run two Ks and I did it. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And then, you know, you, you up the goal. And I was really, I've really enjoyed running over the last few months because I can set that goal and it's very measurable. Um, and it's something that I didn't really get a lot from my um, creative work um, because there's always room for improvement in the creative uh, field um, and you can get stuck in a, in a bit of a, a, a spiral. So um, how? Uh, just a quick question, what, what advice or suggestions would you give to people trying to measure um, subjective or feeling-based um, progress? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think Trav's, Trav's measure is probably the smartest as long as you're okay with it. I mean, if you're getting paid for it, my, my full stop is if you're getting paid for it, you're getting paid for it. I mean, the client is your truest indicator. And, and I think you've really got to disconnect from everything else. Um, it, it can't be that personal um, when you're in it for a commercial commercial reason. Yeah, you almost you, – you can't attach it to a feeling of – a feeling from the, the end result. So – It's not your work, but – like you've been commissioned day, exactly right. You've, you've been commissioned, been commissioned to, to do something. So like often within within our team, things often change a lot from what the initial creative person will do to where it outputs and ends up on their website, on their social media, on wherever it is. And I think at the end of the day, like that's that's your job is to help them achieve their outcome. And if you want to be a pure artist in that form, I think you, you don't do that in a commercial realm necessarily. I mean, you've you've got talents and you've got skills that you bring to the equation, but. Um, Sometimes we'll get a new staff member in and that new staff member's like, it feels like they want to get it perfect the first time. It doesn't work that way. You have to get used to being adjusted three or four times along the process from internal or external because at the end of the day, as much as you have your own ideas and thoughts, it's, it's their brand, it's their business, it's their content. 
And, uh, yeah, and you're, you're, you're an extension you're, of that. You are just the person helping them achieve that. You have the tools to help them extract that. That's your job. End of story. You get paid for that. And uh, as far I'm, as I'm concerned, you don't have any license to control a creative. No, no, I, I think we just keep coming back to the point. I think, JB, you've, you've probably learned it more so this year. But we can say we're creators. But, you know, if there's a commercial valuation on this and there's, and there's a piece of work being done um, that you've been commissioned to do, then you're in the business of creativity. Yeah. Well, one thing that we haven't done, which I would love to start implementing for next year, and Hato to us talking about this, I think I talked about this with Marco as well when we were talking um, on this topic, is when you engage the client, ask them, what what does success look like for you, for the oh, client? Jeez, mate. You're gonna have <laughs> how much more time are you going to have Good luck process? getting an answer. <laughs> yeah. But that's a hard... I ask qu- that question. It's a hard... Start of every engagement. I know. It's a hard question to uh, ask, but that... <laughs> But that's where, <laughs> but that's where going deep in that. That's going to improve the value of your business as well. I think it's a and good question to ask. I just don't know whether you're going to get an answer. No, it's going to be hard. So that's that's going to revolve its own process. But I think doing that would be be helpful. Um, but I think in in kind of summary, um, a lot of it comes back to referencing being better than just yourself yesterday and and internalizing your growth rather than looking for an external um, validation of your growth Um, and being mindful of uh, referencing where you are to where you want to be and sitting in that space too much that's only going to create frustration and anxiety and more reference of the small little achievements and progress that you have made in reference to yesterday or last year or or six months to keep you to keep you motivated Um, and and you know the last thing I'd like to add is more from a creative and actually with anything right any career or business you are not your work And I think that's really powerful for people to understand. A lot of people will produce work to seek an external validation. If that validation is good, they connect that meaning to being, I'm good. If people turn around and go, I don't like this piece of work, they make the meaning of, I'm not good. Um, And never tie your career, your outputs, your efforts to your self-worth because you are not your work. Um, and I think to try to practice that mindset in, in comparison with that is really powerful when you're setting some goals um, and setting up a bit of a vision and, and progress uh, moving forward. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's been a challenge over the last five years coming up with metrics. And I think for anyone doing some goal setting, be mindful what you're setting um, your metrics on. Cool. Great podcast. all right gents so look it um to wrap that up this is it's december yay (laughs) (laughs) we get to the end of a year and are we we getting this out of december is this going to be get out we releasing this podcast in december i don't know no probably not (laughs) it's being released right now it's january um it's been yeah look it's you know uh, these are these guys are our listeners you know they're, they're listening in um Probably the first to listen. If you like, uh, feel free to get out your phones and uh, chuck us on Instagram, tag us, do whatever you like out there. Um, otherwise, we'll come and film. Like, you. share, comment. We'll Isn't film. that we get told? We'll Steph, no, we'll Steph film you later. No, I want them to like, create. share, and comment. No, I want them to film it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. But anyway, it's December. It's the end of a decade, as Hado reminded oh, me. I hate that. And what do we do? We make New Year's resolutions. <laughs> so, so now's about the time that everyone's been thinking about their New Year's resolutions and I thought it would be a nice way to uh, just if 
people are lacking ideas, maybe you might want to be interested in the top 10 news resolutions that everybody sets. So according to research, about 60% of us admit that we make New Year's resolutions, but only about 8% of us are successful in achieving them, um, regardless of whether we've achieved previous resolutions the year prior. So a few interesting facts. Saving money is one of the top five New Year's resolutions and also the top five most commonly failed. Uh, more than, um, sorry, hang on. Women make health-focused resolutions while men pledge to find a new job and lay off the alcohol as a, as a general result. Quit the ciggies. <laughs> so cheers. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, guys. Um, a new job, maybe, anyone? Yeah, I would want to try something new. <laughs> so the top 10 in order of uh, most common is to diet or eat healthier, exercise more, lose weight, and I think they all three of those seem to be the same one. Is this um, your list? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just your list. Your mum sent it to me and she said, can you get Conrad to do these few things? Uh, save more and spend less. Learn a new skill or hobby. Quit smoking. Read more. Find another job. Drink less alcohol and spend more time with family and friends. So pretty obvious, right? So who in the room has made a uh, resolution like that? Either they're thinking about it this year or maybe they have in the past. A lot of hands. There's not many hands. Well, the only hand down was the one with the with, with the guy with two hands on the uh, camera. So <laughs> I think that um, that goes for everyone. So we, we do this, right? Um, I don't make resolutions. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, but when you're twenty, you when you were twenty, did. you might have. Can't remember. Now that you're <laughs> now that you're in now, now that you're mid sixties, you no, yeah, probably don't make resolutions years anymore. Ago. <laughs> I mean, when did you stop? In your 50s or 60s? Or? These are shit <laughs> resolutions, though. Is, is, this, is this for real? No, mate. I made this up. I went to Inc. and I sent them a letter and said, hey, can I... Um, so this is from Inc.com. Uh, I didn't write it. What do you mean? What do you mean made up? Does this not, not look like a real list to you? I guess, you coach people. I guess, I guess they're pretty, pretty general. I mean, learn a new skill or hobby. I mean, 26%. That's pretty big. Well, most of them aren't going to say learn backgammon, are they? <laughs> I mean, they had to round them into you know groups of communities of people that wanted to do things. Fair enough. Well, so, well, why don't you choose backgammon? Because I thought <laughs> that's his new skill for next year. <laughs> that's, in his, that's, that's in his future, mate. Is that in your new year's, uh, yeah. new year's resolution? Conrad just reminded me of. I'm um, just. I just saw Conrad's future. Next week, he's going to learn backgammon. I, I think he's more a chess. So why? So why? So why do New Year's resolutions fail? Well, why don't you tell me? No. You're the coach. I'm asking a question. Anybody <laughs> want to answer the question? Why do they fail? Yeah. I can tell you why. Well Would done. you like another list? I'd, I'd love to hear why they <laughs> fail, Matt. <laughs> well, here's the top ten <laughs> from lifehack.org because no, I did not write this list either, Conrad. So number one, you're treating a marathon like a sprint. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Good. Okay with that? Yep. Understand it? So Good. we're talking about chunking down, right? Chunking down. We make too big a, I mean, look, I want to lose X weight. I want to uh, uh, instantly eat better. Yeah. All these things are big changes in life. So it's, it's about – so so the, the so <laughs> if that's one of the reasons why they don't work, the reasons why it would work is yep. if you break it down. Well, the results don't make the expectation quick enough. There you go. Yeah. So you, number two is you put Just the cart before about. the horse. There you go. So I've got a couple of horses. You've got a couple of horses. They probably wouldn't carry carts. <laughs> they, carry, cart they, may, the they might carry context, buckets con, of your money out. Context. Cart before the horse. 
context, the context provided in the article, Conrad, was that supplementing a crappy diet is stupid. So we make um, quick win, you know, crazy 21-day exercise challenges where we work out three times a day and change our complete um, diet only to, to kick back and fall yep, into okay. uh, bad habits again because we just go – we go too far. We take quick wins, quick fad diet. I mean, weight loss and diet is the big one. Yep. Um, yeah, crazy – shake diets for 21 days you lose all the weight you put it back on these kind of things and probably this is all because of number three is that you don't actually believe in yourself oh that's pretty big that's that's a whole topic to itself so we won't (laughs) we won't go further into it but um (laughs) this one probably suits you number four is too much thinking not enough doing yep i'm a thinker yep uh you're in too much of a hurry you don't enjoy the process a la the, the fitness goals don't happen. So you have some quick supplements and try and lose the weight. You're trying too hard. You don't track your progress. You have no social support. And you know hmm. your <laughs> you know your what, but you don't know your why. Yeah, well that's process. Uh, they want that's that, vision. Yeah, you, you want something, but you don't know why you want it. That's it. So that's it. Also says, don't that forget Alice in Wonderland quote. So it says, don't forget your free guide. So if you want to do a download, there you go. I don't want a free guide on that <laughs> shit. <laughs> what, what's a, I mean, out of any of that, what resonated with you? Um, we set ridiculous uh, resolutions at a time of year that comes off the back of generally a lot of eating, relaxing. Yeah, but you, you, you are very, I mean, you and Tash do a, a, an end of year audit and checklist and so, stuff. You got, from from what I know, Yours is probably one of the most detailed I've, I've ever come across. Yep, true. Um, so I, I do that because it's also mapped out over a year. It's not just I'm going to change these five to seven things instantly in my life right now. I mean, most people don't go, I'm going to have a job change and I'm going to do that in six months. They say, I'm going to have a job change, I'm going to do it right now. I'm, and they're doing it from a negative space, right? Because they're... Because they don't want something. They don't want something. Or they don't want to be somewhere. Right, so that's the that's the challenge. Whereas, if we go into, if anyone wants this process, I can I can share this. So hit me up. Um, but I've built about a 10, 12 page document that actually digs right through reviewing last year's financials. You can put it in the show notes. I can put it in the show notes, both business business and personal. Uh, it helps you um, go through a list of pros and cons of what happened over the last year, what you want to do more of, what you want to do less of. Uh, how, you know, what your goals are mapped out over the next 12 months in a financial basis, in a relationship basis, in um, hobbies. There's a, there's a series of different aspects. And it does things like, and then it says, what are your life goals? So you go through a list of 10, 15 places you want to travel in your life. And then once you go through and map some of that process out, you go, okay, what are we going to do next year? And uh, so we, we break that down and, and set a plan and we like so we realize okay we need to cut out this aspect because it's not serving us all right we'll cut that out maybe there's a a group of people that we hang out with from time to time that just doesn't serve us to be hanging out with anymore or maybe there's some uh, changes we want to make um around our budgeting and finance and we implement that but it's a it's a 12 month process with 12 month goals and i'm still looking at now and um by doing that i've got a whole year i make it a marathon instead of a sprint I've got a series of things that need to be ticked off over a whole year instead of going, hey, I'm going to achieve these seven things. I've failed by 14, Jan. I'm done. And I think that's what most people do. They, 
very quickly look to rapidly change pretty much their entire life because if you change your lifestyle, diet, job... What's Clam Boy over there laughing at? Huh? What are you laughing at? Well, we, you know, we yeah, we try to change our life on January 1. <laughs> <laughs> ain't going to happen. And it's, um, it's just a... Uh, you know, we've all done it from from experience, and yeah, I think we try to do too many things. Um, and the main one that resonated there is like we just don't know why we're we're doing it, other than we know. For me, knowing what I've learned over the last six months, a lot of it is generally coming from a negative vision. Therefore, I know what I don't kind of want, um, but I don't really know what I truly want. And so therefore, um, we set up ourselves for a crazy amount of expectations on, on Jan 1, Jan 2, or whenever it is. Uh, hit, hit the second week, we miss the so mark. You don't do it on public holidays? You take Jan 1 off? Yeah, take Jan 1 <laughs> off and do it on Jan 2. Um, <laughs> and, then, um, I, and then, you know, the first hurdle that comes up, because you've set 10 things to change, you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. Um, You've got, you got a birthday a week later, so you need to pretty much... Yeah, Sink, yeah. Some, sink some piss then, hey? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just you're trying too many things and um, it just is this it's not a silly time of year. It's a good time you to reflect. But I like um but, but but reflection at any stage in the year is fucking amazing, right? That's where I was about to go. You know, it's like you don't <laughs> need to wait put that put in the group to like, Gen One. It's the end of a fucking decade. Big fucking deal, mate. It just, pissed me off when you did that. I was literally just pointing out a fact. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Clearly you. <laughs> he's, he's worried about the end of the century. <laughs> he's seen too many of them. I was just pointing out a fact. We're in but time doesn't exist, right? I mean, at, 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 its, at its highest level, time is a construct, right? Because December 30th, January 1st, July the 30th, well, who the fuck cares? And why do we fucking care about it? I'm I'm more I'm more I'm more in 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 um I'm more concerned with what we do and how we do it and when we do it. I don't give a shit about the end of the year or the start of the year or the financial year. I mean, you got you've got those things constructed by governments and organisations and whatever else to to achieve what you've got to achieve. But if you want to get married in five months' time, you've got a goal, right? I think what one of us I think Murph's getting married some st- some stage in the next few months. He's got a goal, all right. So we've got to do something to get towards that. Whether that happens to be at the end of a year or the start of the year or in the middle of the year, who really cares? Um, so, well, Hado might. How do you feel about it, Hado? Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. End of a decade? No. no. Uh, what's your next 10 years going to look like? You, you plan that far ahead? I'll probably get a haircut. <laughs> Plant some trees. Okay, <laughs> now We can only hope. We can only hope. But you guys have, you guys have touched on a few things that, that, um, that I had on my list, which... Um, which are key points as to how we why we don't achieve things. We set unrealistic goals. Um, that's that's the biggest one, right? And so we use a technique called um, smart goal setting, um, being specific, being measurable, um, attainable, relevant, and and time time restricted. So if you want to if you want to lose ten kilos, great. How quick? Not by fourteen, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be able to you just won't be eating, right? Just go to go to Cambodia and eat the worst thing you could find. Um, the next one was focusing on too few areas, too few areas. So we talked about setting too many goals. Um, the the other polarity is setting too few goals. Okay, so when when we're talking when some of the work we've done recently and, and that you guys have done a couple of months ago 
um, around choices. I mean, and choices are goal setting, right? If you guys understand that, um, eight to nine is generally where you should, your sweet spot is. So if you can set a goal, um, have nine in play at any given time in your life, no problems. I think when you're not going off, go for another one. Does that not um, cloud your focus? Could you enable focus, or I guess using it from a context of New Year's resolutions? Yep. Uh, setting one or two is that um, you know enabling you to be more focused on those areas, or do you still think sort of more is better in that fact? I, I like to do. I think you've got to aim for around eight to nine. Um, I think because you've got, you've got so many different aspects to your life um, that play out against and across each other and compete for each, for everything um, that you might focus on a, on, a, on a business goal and not have your personal goals aligned up and then one impacts the other or vice versa. So I think you've really got to take into consideration all of those other aspects. Yeah, I think even just coming back from, from the list, what has become obvious is um, you've got to treat it like a marathon. So therefore you can't just have one or two goals because you, you, you're inadvertently going to treat it like a sprint. And therefore having the eight or nine, knowing what we've done now is like, you know, for example, like, oh, I want to go for a run. Okay, well, why? Oh, because it makes me feel good. Oh, what is that going to do? Oh, it's going to make me perform better at work. And what's that going to do? Oh, that's going to help me achieve my personal goals. Oh, what's that going to do? That's going to help me serve the people around me better. Oh, okay. You know, so I think having that um, that breadth, mm. um, yeah, because I never actually had, had been aware of focusing on too few. Yeah. <laughs> had never really clicked. Well, the other thing is the enrolling back is the smart goal thing because the minute you, let's say, write five big goals down, no problems. But if you then have a look at them over time, overlay them, it becomes pretty obvious if you're making those sort of top five standard news resolutions and you're expecting it to happen immediately, there is no, there's no time to focus on that and this and this and that. So you need to actually map that out over time, actually bring the smart format into it so, and, and overlay it and then it can make sense. And that's why I think it needs to be a bigger number as well. Um, yep, no, I agree. We talked about uh, underestimate, underestimating the completion time, so not, not, um, not understanding the goal and in, in, in the intricacy well enough. Um, and again, I think you can avoid that largely through co- uh, conversations and... Uh, and it's being realistic, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, ex- and externalising the accountability so that when you're talking to people about what you're trying to achieve, they can overlay some of their, uh, some of the, some of their experiences because uh, you're not unique. I don't care what anyone says. Um, you are, Conrad, you to are. me. <laughs> not appreciating failure. I think we've, uh, we've, t- we've t- touched on this um, around the place. I mean, failure, failure is, is a tough one to understand because it's, it's so um, riddled with so much negative connotation. Um, what's the acronym? First attempt in learning, fail. I mean, it's, it's simple. Um, but understanding that on the way to achieving anything, you're going to fail a number of times. Um, the opportunity that failure presents you with is the opportunity to, to reassess, to, to learn, iterate and, and move and, and tact in a different direction. It doesn't stop you. It just tests whether you want it or not. Um, using other people's goals or setting other people's goals, and th- and that's a really interesting one. Um, and <laughs> is that that could be the whole episode, really? Yeah, it can be, and it probably will be in the future. <laughs> 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 but uh, I've I've just um, I've worked with a couple of people recently where they when we when we gone through some of the conflict resolution work, we found out that they w- they were championing somebody else's uh, position. Um, when, and that, when that became obvious to them, um, you know, they, they wanted to smack themselves in the head um, because it wasn't obvious to them until we framed some of the questioning. Um, so it's really interesting to understand why you want to achieve what you want to achieve. You know, is it your wife or your, pa- or your husband or your partner wanting you to give up smoking or, 
um, you know, they've given up smoking, so you're going to go on the journey with them, um, the happy wife, happy life shit that people say, um, you know, is that – because if it's not your goal, you're not going to buy into it. You just can't. You're not emotionally invested in it, all right? And, and, and you're probably going to impact the other person's success with it, your bullshit. And, and um, on that, I think, as well, is, is trying to dig into – there's probably two layers of that. What you've just talked about is I feel like they're pretty front of mind type of influence of goals, but then there are underlying goals of others, which generally are coming from your parents, um, yep. you know, your your peers where, you know, um, that's been imprinted on you for, for many, many years. So it's like, oh, I need to become a doctor. That's my goal. Mm. Um, but that's been, that might not be your true goal. Well, and that's I think your mums and dads generally. There's a lot of, a lot of that and trying to dig into un- un- identifying um, those two layers and yeah. um, there's probably well, as we know there are deeper ones as well um, but yeah trying to go into the subconscious um, uh, goals of yeah. others as well the um, not reviewing and progressing um, so again a lot of people write this shit down they don't share it with anybody so therefore they've got no level of external accountability and they can they can move the rules on themselves whenever they want so in the office um, we put our goals up around the, around uh, around the workstations. Everyone can see what we're doing, both personally and professionally, um, with our clients. Our clients' goals, to, you know, at least the ones that we're having some influence over, are all are, are all centrally located and tracked, so we can see how we're progressing. You no, know, you can't achieve anything without dealing with the bullshit of hiding. Can't, right? So, um, externalize as much as you can. The one I really want to spend a little bit of time on, if we can, if we've got time. Um, We've talked about setting too many goals, which we talked about. And we know that, and that's and that just waters down your attention and your energy. But the one that we've we've touched on is setting negative goals, and I think it's something that um, I've I've become very aware of. Um, the the running away from something as opposed to attracting something or moving towards something. Um, you know, growing up with not having a lot, I didn't uh, so I didn't have a lot of money, and I ended up in the finance game. And naturally, I wanted to be rich because I hated being poor. Um, and I learned very quickly that that really wasn't that, that didn't work. Um, I actually became poorer <laughs> uh, after getting a sample of it all. So once I understood what I was doing to myself, um, you get a chance to then delve deep into your own psychology and figure it out. Um, you start to set goals that are based around your self worth and and, and um, self love mechanisms. And uh, and and again, you're just deworking yourself to get there, but. The only way to achieve anything great is to actually become great with yourself. Does that make sense? Um, and it's fucking hard. <laughs> it is. It, w- it would be hard for you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I was fortunate enough to have lunch yesterday with um with uh, a guy that got me into financial planning. Um, he just turned sixty, and um, I managed to take him out for lunch and have a yarn to him. And I said to him, I said I could never repay him. So someone younger got you into financial planning. I said to him that I could never repay him for the opportunity and the um, and the lessons he's given me, and I can never do that. I mean, you know, if anybody knows me well enough knows that I've, I'm doing fairly well for myself, and and in turn doing fairly well for myself, creating opportunities, jobs, and, and outcomes for clients. And uh, you know, to to bring him back to the to how who he was to enable me to pull my head out of my own ass and figure that out uh, was was it was an amazing. Uh, lunch to, to have around. Uh, the opportunity to work with him um, has, has presented itself and it's something I'm trying to figure out. But um, you know, it's, it's really interesting when you get a chance to do that and, and, uh, and figure out those types of people in your life. And I'll talk about that a bit later, a bit later today. Um, but it's really important 
if you're not having much luck achieving stuff, understand where the seed has been planted. It's not because you're incapable. It's not because you're incompetent. It's because you haven't planted the right seed the right way. You guys? Yeah, tell, tell us, uh, I really like the um, story you tell about uh, the seed in the um, bad soil to oh. compared to the seed in the good soil. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I use um, farming analogy all the time because, you know, life, life is about growth. Uh, it's about being uncomfortable and um, I talk about planting seeds all the time and, you know, we can plant seeds, um, we can plant the greatest seeds in the shittiest of soils and we may get some level of growth but we may never get the growth we need to produce the, the best uh, produce we're trying to produce um, and then you've got the case where you produce average and, and terrible seeds in the most fertile soil and you get an abundance worth of stuff um, so it's really important that the environment um, and see if you can if you can get the environment and the seed right the the results are phenomenal and it's worth doing the work on yourself because um, you are the soil so in context um, you're saying like, say, if you're trying to plant the seed, so you're using your emotion of being poor as a child yep. to try to make yourself rich, yep. then you'll truly never um, get to the heights that you could or you, you no, want I mean, to. I, I made some money, but yeah. I lost it pretty quickly. Exactly. But if you are if you plant your seed in a positive emotion of wanting to help people or knowing your why or that sort of thing, you will find that growth and that... Um, it's more sustainable. More sustainable. And, so, and, and bigger. I mean, like, I mean, I thought I was, I thought I was doing some good shit when I was in my twenties, and I was. Don't get me wrong, um, but what I'm doing now in my forties um, <coughs> is completely different. <laughs> completely different. But you know, sometimes you got to learn the hard way. You know, what we know, you, there's three ways of learning: easy way, hard way, and through tragedy. Um, I think I've learned all three. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, that that uh, number seven, the setting negative goals, is um, something that switched in me and is very powerful because you're if you're trying to create abundance from something negative, then it will never truly uh, grow to the heights. So as soon as I switched to trying to create that abundance from something a positive emotion or a positive experience or you know something that we, we want to go from positive space, um, yeah, it's incredible where. Uh, I don't know, my life trajectory is gone anyway. The easiest trick that, that, I, that I did was just to serve other people. Yeah. Let other people achieve their goals. Help other people achieve their goals. I mean, if you can do that and be a true servant of another person, um, you know, success is, is easy. Coming off the, the show notes that we received, two seconds starting this. Um, oh, you want some examples? No, 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 no. I want... Well, there are examples here and I want to talk through one. But um, what I like about this is is because from what I've come to understand, a lot of moving towards stuff is or, or away is emotion. And it's the emotion that kind of starts to, to get us going. Well, emotion leads to action. Action leads to outcome. Yeah. So I liked here, it's got one example is um, the lose weight. So for instance, many people have a goal of losing weight. However, the goal's a negative connotation. It's focused on what you don't want, your weight. A positive way to reframe the goal is that you want to get healthy. Um, because as we know, where our um, you know, focus goes, our energy flows. So if we're focusing on, on losing weight, which is the negative version of that, that's a negative emotion to that because the, the emotion of losing weight means, oh, fuck, I have to work out, I have to sacrifice food, I have to do all of this, and then that compounds, and therefore it becomes... It becomes energy draining um, because there's a lot of mental 
uh, kind of resistance to, to that. Whereas if you, you flip it, which is suggested here, as we know, as into I want to get healthy and then you think about the space of being healthy and the emotion of what that feels like, I have more energy, um, I'm going to be able to um, go, uh, you know, uh, have, have better experiences with the people around me, I'm going to feel better about myself. That is a much better space to, to sit in because there's more positive feelings there. Um, and this applies to everything. And I mean, we've, I've, you know, through some of uh, the learnings we've had over the last couple of months, I've been practicing this. And just generally, I've had a lot more energy on a day-to-day basis um, than what I used to have. And um, going through and doing some work, uh, looking inwards, realizing how many things were negative uh, goal orientated rather than, um, you know, true essence. And Tony Robbins talks about this very well as well. Anyone familiar with that is, is thinking about um, the end outcome and the feeling and the emotion that that would provide and then pulling that to this moment now. And what you end up finding out is that half of the things that you want um, you can actually experience in this moment if you were to truly think about it. And that's why people talk about visualization a lot um, and practicing using your imagination um, and all of these uh, type of things. Um, I just thought it was really interesting how you can really go the other way if you're focusing on, I want to not be poor. Um, I want to oh, lose it's a freaking, weight. It's a dead set um, slide want, down a steepest hill. I want to be successful because I'm not happy with where I'm at versus the, the opposite. Well, the, 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 the big problem you've got with that is that you're missing the gratitude piece that, feel, that, that gives you the foundation or the landing space, right? So if you're not grateful, the slide back is actually below where you started. And, that, and that's what people don't get. Grateful in what aspect? Grateful from where you are and grateful you for who you are. You can't enjoy the journey. So like if you're facing... Well, you can't four, climb. Well, you can't enjoy it. So if, say, for example, the, the weight loss thing. But So if it's healthy instead of weight loss, you go for a couple of runs, like you say, JB, and you're, you're going to feel that progress. We love progress. But you're going to feel like you're getting healthier all the time. Whereas if you were focused on a weight loss goal for example you're just going to feel that lack every time all the time even if you're trying to work out and that's why you'll fail because you're not feeling good you're not enjoying that process so if it's get healthy how do we put tangible goals you know and track it then if it's do you know because weight loss is you know per kilo or whatever so is get healthy too blase to be able to track exercise diet um I still I think th- you can set a, I a think number. You, yeah, so yeah, I think you, you can still set, can. I think you can still set the 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 weight loss goal. It's just not that's just not the focus. That's yeah. part of that's that, part of the overall. The, the, the yeah. focus is the um, is getting healthy. That is just a stepping stone along the journey. Well, you can break it down. I want to eat X amount of meals that are you know salad and etc. Rather yeah. than eating out. As an example, I've been practicing um, this, even though we're we're drinking beer at eleven o'clock at night. But in the morning, in morning, ten a.m. It's well, yeah, there you go. Six percent's really getting to my head. Um, oh, you drank it all. Yeah, why not? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the she's trying to be good because Tash is here. Yeah, there, that's it. Um, <laughs> oh mate, you can tell he's whipped here. I've uh, I've been spending some time in the the she brought you cookies. The let's say the the healthy space, 
And even just when it comes to the time to say eating lunch or a particular meal, because you're focused on that and you, you connect with the energy and you realize, oh, if I eat something bad, how that's going to make you feel already, that's just starting to influence the choices that you're making uh, on, on the micro. Yeah. Um, and so I think you can still set the, the, the measurable goals um, because I think like what we talked about earlier, we need to know that we are progressing and it comes back to the reflecting and the reviewing of progress. Because if you don't see any progress, you know that... Change it, something. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you need the, me- the measurable goals. Yeah, what you, you, you can't, what you don't track, you can't, uh, what is it? Measure or improve? Yeah. One or the other, yeah, something like that. You can't improve. Yep. Cool. Any bits and pieces? Yeah, just one thing. Yeah. Um, your notes here, did you get them off Lifehack or did you, uh, you know, ink.com? Any, any real questions? <laughs> he got out his... Um, <laughs> His feather. Any real questions? Feather can we, and can we go to the crowd? Because um, we've got people here. <laughs> I don't have to listen to your shit. <laughs> you might. have to might have to listen to my answer. Anybody in the crowd got any questions on what we've talked about today? Do you remember any of it? Yeah, so we've got a bit of time, guys. Um, Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. As usual, please like, share, subscribe, do all those things, all the usual things. You've heard all of it before, but you know we really value every little action that you take for us. We put a lot of effort into this show and we want to make sure that it's a show that you love and enjoy. Um, so please do that. And until next time, don't wait around. Um, part two is coming up uh, next next drop and uh, you'll definitely want to uh, want to grab that. It's the, the Q&A and it's time to uh it's time to hear what the what the audience think and how uh and what 2020 looks like for them 